North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's getting $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, everyone. You've tuned in to Dr. Low Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Thanks for tuning in to another show. This is a, a, a odd time that we are on the air today. We're doing a daytime episode, and uh, that's because our guest is so fabulous. I had to, I got to accommodate her schedule to have her on the show. That's how wonderful she is. I'm so excited to bring her on the air in just a few moments. Um, today we're doing a show on all things relationships. You know, I obviously this show is really dedicated to promoting natural medicine and health and wellness. And in in my opinion, so many health conditions come from stress, and one of the main sources of that stress, I think, is in the area of relationships. So I find when I'm talking with patients, so many times our appointments, we're talking about what's going on in their relationships and how much it affects their health and and talking about, you know, what they need and being able to set boundaries. And, and, and it ends up creating, you know, a whole different kind of health uh, perspective for them. They actually see, you know, relationships as, as a part of, of their health. Um, so I'm really excited about today's show. We have Allison Armstrong on the show. Um, I'll introduce her in just a minute and read her bio. Um, so I'm so excited. So just to put that out there, I'm very excited. Also, just to let you guys know, I am doing the show from home today. I'm actually off today. Normally, I do the show from the office, and I live right next to the train tracks, and I'm on my cell phone, so I'm sorry if the uh, audio quality isn't as wonderful as it usually is. Just letting you guys know, there might be a train whizzing by me at some point during the show, or maybe 10 times during the show. Um, let's see, what else? If you guys missed last, last week's show, it was awesome. It was doc- with Dr. Dakeith Karazian. He is an expert on brain health and thyroid health, and we did a show called Why Is My Brain Not Working?, and it was really, really great. I tried my best to make it as easy to understand as possible because he's like a walking encyclopedia. But I think we did a pretty good job. So you can listen to that, that show and all of the previous shows on DrLowRadio.com. You can also go to DrLaurenNoel.com and, and click on the radio link and all the previous shows are on there. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the feedback on uh, the iTunes library and the, the podcast section. I was really happy to see all the different five stars you guys put on there and your feedback. It just warms my heart, and I read all of those. So thank you for that. If you haven't left a review, I'd love to see your review on there. And please let me know if there's anything I can do even better on the show, and I'd be happy to uh, accommodate that. Uh, let's see here. The Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dr. Noel. I'm going to be taking questions on there, as well as the Twitter page, twitter.com slash Dr. Lauren Noel. But, of course, precedence always goes to the callers. You can call in at any time during the show, 818-495-6919. That's 818-495-6919, and we will get your question on the air. Let's see here. What else? I think that's it. Oh, next week's show, Mercury Calendars. I'm going to be doing a show on natural treatments for depression. You know, this is a real common um, question I get from people, also with patients. You know, this is something we deal with is just mental, emotional wellness. And believe it or not, depression is not a Prozac deficiency. You can actually be depressed from a myriad of reasons. And we'll go into that. What causes depression? What can you do about it using natural treatment? So that'll be next week's show. So for today, we have the lovely, amazing Allison Armstrong. 
Allison is a member of the prestigious Transformational Leadership Council. She's a sought-after speaker in the areas of gender differences, well-being, empowerment, sexuality, and relationships. She's the creator of the Celebrating Men workshop series, plus which I've taken, by the way, and it's wonderful and amazing and life-changing, plus a host of other products and programs designed to foster understanding and further partnership between men and women. In her own words, she says, I'm passionate about partnership. I want to know everything about this paradigm, this magic that can happen between two people. What makes a partnership possible? What makes one brilliant? What destroys a partnership? What expands the power of partnership? Everything I study and distinguish is to give greater access to the phenomenon of partnership. And she continues to say, this is why I've spent so much time on male and female and masculine and feminine dynamics. The misunderstandings and misinterpretations between testosterone-based and estrogen-based creatures, usually known as men and women but not always, devastate lives, destroy families, and put our dreams of love and fulfillment out of reach. And that's just in the personal romantic domain. Apply these misconceptions to education, work, and community, and the real consequences of fundamentally not understanding each other are exponentially worse. This is, a, this is just so incredibly important work right here, and I think that, that she's really going to help so many of us just to further deepen our relationships and really let us get what we want and be able to have the kind of relationship we've always dreamed of because it's totally possible. So, Allison, thank you so much for being on the show, and welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Thank you. Um I'm jazzed to be here, and thank you for reading that quote. I feel um, I feel up to date. You know, most, Good. Most, yeah, most people focus on just gender, and and as fascinating as gender is, to me, it's never been the point. It's the point has always been partnership, and our misunderstandings are just a barrier. So thank you for reading that. I'm I'm really excited. I feel like I have a huge playground now <laughs> instead of just like the monkey bars. <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. You got the whole playground. We're going to play a lot today with that. And, you know, I just first off want to just thank you so much for the work you do because it's made a huge difference in my life and my relationships with my, my dad, my brothers, my, you know, nephew, and also with my boyfriend. It's been just incredible, and I got the opportunity to meet you recently. Erin um, and I were, you probably remember, maybe you don't, we were there at the uh, Understanding Women course um, up in L.A., and it was just, or actually it was in San Diego. It was the last time I was in, in San, San Diego. Diego. I know, we I, that's what LA I was until, thinking. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> we thought it was in LA until yeah. a week before, and we're like, wait a second, this is in San Diego. Cool. Yeah. Um, but it was just, just wonderful stuff, so thank you. You're welcome, and uh, I'm excited to talk about stress and relationship, and um, I love that you use the word boundaries, and oh my gosh, so let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, we, we hear the term dog whisperer, right? Well, I kind of see you as like a man whisperer, and mm-hmm. but you, you said in your story, you haven't really always been like that. You used to be kind of a fog from a frog farmer. Um, yes. What's your story been like? I mean, what brought you to, to to here and doing what you do now? And, you know, I'm sure it hasn't always been like this. Well, I was born in 1960. So I grew up in the confusion of having Barbie dolls and Gloria Steinem. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, get a bra and then burn the bra. You know, <laughs> just hoping you have something to put in a bra, and and then oh no, this is a trapping of male dominance. Cast it away, <laughs> and 
and and the message of um the confusing message right because because for millennia a woman's status in society has been associ- has come from the man she was associated with and and so that's ancient and it still sticks but then the new messages that came in in the in the 70s and the 80s so you you're supposed to have a man but not need him mm-hmm. and the conflict of that because men want to be needed, enjoy being needed, want to provide what's most needed, will leave someone saying, well, you don't need me. (laughs) So we're so busy trying to not need a man and prove we don't need a man and to ourselves and to everybody else and to them especially. And then that prevents us from having their support, which so much of our stress comes from trying to do everything ourselves when we're not biologically and psychologically and energetically built to do everything ourselves. So we Mm -hmm. we keep monkeying with something that could be really beautiful by by the beliefs and the fears that we have, and it causes so much stress when instead we could have ease and contribution. And, you know, I I like the game of how sweet could it be? Like how well Mm -hmm. could we take care of each other? Not how little could we give or how little could we need, but how much could we provide and how much could we let ourselves receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and and having that perspective shift, for myself, because I can speak since obviously I'm a woman, so I, from a woman's perspective that when I took your Understanding Men course, I went into it not super jaded, but I never really thought men were that great. Um, and... I walked out of there realizing that that men just really want to make their woman happy. And that was like a huge shift for me. Going in from from men just want to take, they take, to a man really wants to make his woman happy. And they they just, they they love that. They they just yearn for that to make their woman happy. That was life-changing, you know. And and, uh, so even just having that shift, that right there changes the whole vibe of the relationship, you know, seeing your men in a whole new light. Yeah, and I I wonder if people are thinking what I thought when I first heard that. I was like, what do you mean they they want to make me happy? If they if they wanted to make me happy, why don't they do the things that make me happy? And <laughs> and the suggestion was made, well, they don't know what they are. And you know, my reaction, well, if they really cared, they'd figure it out, just like we do. You know, they they really cared, they'd be watching. And and it took me a long time to find out that they're not built, they're not programmed, if you will, to watch us the way we watch them. You know, we have this mm-hmm. this we have this survival instinct to watch men and figure out what pleases them and what irritates them and how not to tick them off. And it's it's all survival based, but we think it's love. You know, no, mm-hmm. I, I know everything he wants because I love him. No, 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 no. Your brain has a macro program that's running all the time, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with love. You know as much about the men you despise but have to be around as you do about the men you love. And 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 so, you know, to find out that their brain is doing the same thing about catching the deer, as you know we call it, you know, succeeding out in the world, Um 
their brain is constantly going on that the way that ours is constantly going on them and and so it's it's just it's it's cool you know and then and then I'm you know that that's what's so sunk with you that they want to make us happy and they really do want to make us happy but what they don't know which leaves them feeling like they're not good enough for us is that women can't be happy until they have a basic level of what they need mm-hmm. and i'm sure you deal with this all the time that um so mu- i would imagine so much of being depressed is not i've experienced myself from time to time and it's terrifying <laughs> since i'm normally really happy the the times i have experienced it it, it seemed like it was going to go on forever um but it was always related to that I wasn't getting enough of fundamental needs and I was trying to extend myself without having, like without having enough sleep, without having enough time with my husband, without having enough time just at home doing nothing, right? How mm-hmm. much women don't pay enough attention enough attention to doing nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, be, I have, I have talked about that on the show. I just yeah. recently took your, your queen course, and <clears throat> that was life-changing. One of the, the most amazing things I implemented was putter time. And I just mm. really need to let you know that my putter time is on Wednesdays from 7 a.m. to 12 a.m. So you are so wonderful to me that you're in my putter time, and it's totally worth it, just letting you know. <laughs> and and doing putter time every week has been just – it's like therapeutic for me to, to just yes. have – where nothing goes in that space. And, yes, it's only five hours a week, but that's a huge chunk of time, you know, and, I, and I'm and i not responsible for anything. If I want to do taxes, I can, but I don't have to. No pressure, you know, it's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's um, awesome. I mean, five hours yeah. is enough time. That's a nice chunk, and good job reserving that for yourself. And so I think that means that we're going to putter the show. We're, we're like, not going to be in man mode and produce it. We're just, like, going to play and go here and go there and put this way yeah. and put that away and, we just get a putter? Yeah, let's putter because I have a long list of questions. But if I ask them, whatever. If I do, great. If I don't, <laughs> it's okay. We'll just, we'll just kind of flutter around like little butterflies. <laughs> I'm up for it. Snow White out, you know, around the well. Tra la 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 la. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, it's so great to have you on the show. Um, let's see. Where would I like to kind of take this? So, one thing that is. Um, so interesting to me is the difference in the way that men and women or the masculine and feminine listen to each other. Because really we think as women, you know, men are basically just hairless versions or hairy versions of ourselves, right? And men <laughs> think that women are just crazy men or whatever we think, you know. And and we're we listen from very, very different places and knowing that can be so helpful. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that and the work that you've discovered with this. Sure, um, and we we distinguish this because anytime you you know say men and women, someone's going to bristle, right? So um, another way of looking at it would be more masculine and feminine, or the hunter or the gatherer. And another way of thinking of it is: Are you being accountable for producing a result? If you if if you're being accountable for producing a result then what we would call the masculine or the hunter would apply. And if you're not accountable and you're just looking for possibilities and ways to enhance, um, it, you're going to listen a very different way. And 
Um, but both, it's an interesting, both masculine and feminine at an instinctive level um, as opposed to human spirit, because in human spirit, the feminine knows no time, right? We live in the eternal. But at the instinctive level, we both pay attention to energy and and someone using up our energy, because fundamentally, if you use more than you get, you're going to die. I mean, that's it's called starvation, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, so both men and women are going to listen from what what from their point of view is going to conserve energy, and and men or hunters or the masculine, the accountable listens from what's the point and what's the problem. And if someone seems fine and they're talking, they're listening for what's the point. And if they're upset, then they're listening what's the problem. And as every woman knows that often causes problems because if she's upset and the problem isn't becoming clear, he's going to interrupt and ask questions to try to make it clear so that he can save her from it or protect her from it or solve it for her. And just that process of interrupting is going to be really upsetting to her because mostly she needs to just barf it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and it, and you'll see a man get really agitated and he'll even say something like, so is there a point here? Are we getting to a point could we just get to the point and and then and that can be really upsetting because because for women we have the instinct to to give the all these details that seem critical to what we're communicating and trying to convey and and the men are listening to them like they're not important but to us they seem really important mm-hmm. and then the and then the feminine will will listen what does this have to do with me <laughs> and because and, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, we call it the center of the universe sometimes, but but she's listening from what's the action I'm supposed to take? Am I supposed to remember right. this? How's this going to affect me? Um, is there something they need from me? Something I should do? Is there, you know, like what what do I need to do? What does this have to do with me? And that'll also cause problems because. Men, our men want to share their lives with us. They want us to know them. And so they'll be telling us about their golf game. And we'll think they're telling us because at some point they're going to say in the story, and then I thought about you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And they never say that. They, like, never say, you know, and after that hole-in-one, I just wished you were there so I could hug you, you know, which we want them to say. And they're, like, they're not saying that. And we're like, well, why are you telling me this? And, you know, we would listen all the way to the end, and it had nothing to do with us. And yeah. we don't know. We don't know that what it had to do with us is that he wanted to tell us. He wanted to show right. us that part of his life. and and But it didn't count because he never mentioned me. <laughs> And the whole time, we're talking about, like, stress, right? So the whole time, as we're listening for our name, for you, you know, and then I thought about you, like, the whole time we're listening for that, we're getting more and more stressed as it's taking longer and longer for him to get to us, which to us would be the point, right? <laughs> and then we listen when My boyfriend calls he, that the Lauren Show, because I do that all the time. He calls it the Lauren Show. He's like, it's always the Lauren Show. And I'm like, well, it's a good show to tune into, you know? So. Yeah, and it's not it's not personal. Um, my husband called me one day. Greg was so excited. He goes, "Honey, honey, 
honey, I just was listening to a man talking on the radio, and I don't know who he was because I just had tuned in, but he was talking about there's a biological basis for the center of the universe. <laughs> and, and, I, and my reaction, of course, was, well, I hadn't thought about it, but of course there'd be a biological basis, or how would all women have it? You know, the center right. of the universe disease. It'd have to be biological. And, 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 and it just made sense, you know, that it's part of our empathy and our compassion predates language. And us having to figure out what someone needed by wondering, well, what would I want? What would I need mm-hmm. in that situation? What would I want? And, and so we're, we're, we're self-centered in that way, um, I'd rather we were centered in ourselves than mm-hmm. you know, our big ass self, but we're, you know, we're self-centered in that way that we're we're self-referential and and well, what would I want? And men, of course, do the same thing. You know, they project onto women what they need. You know, which is the source of many orgasms that we've lost sleep over having mm-hmm. to have. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, in your education, you you really. Um, create this context where everybody wins, right, where the man gets what he wants, the woman gets what she wants. And, you know, it's not doomed. It's not like because we communicate and listen differently that we can't get our needs met. And so, you know, you talk about ways to ways to talk to a man, so either get to the point or let him know mm-hmm. the problem is first and then give the details, or if you really just need him to just listen like a woman would, you know, just let him know there's not a problem, there's nothing to fix. I really just need you to listen and I vent for five minutes and just let him know that because that right there will provide him just freedom from having to listen to the problem he's supposed to fix, right? Well, I'm glad you brought it up and there's a, a little adjustment to make because if you if you tell a man to just listen, even just for five minutes, um, you know, he has a hormone in his body that will turn the 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 testosterone to estrogen so he'll be being emasculated biologically and if you just shift the languaging a little because he does want to solve a problem and so if you just shift it and say how you can solve my problem is listen to me for five minutes and let me get it out of me Mm. (laughs) how you can how how you can most help me in this moment is let me let me barf this out and then I and then I may be able to see it for what it is instead of right now it's got me by the throat. That's mm. how you can help me. That's how you can help me solve this problem is first let me talk it out of me. And then he's like, oh, that's how you solve a pro- your problem? Okay, because he's all over solving that problem. Um, but that will have him be focused on you getting it all out, which is, you know, what we often need. And, and so then he can be going, anything else? You know, is there anything else in there? Did you get it all out, right? Which, you know, for a man to say that to a woman, we're like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Yeah. And then he finds out this works, right? And then he finds Mm -hmm. out it works, and men are amazing at doing what works, right? They want to be efficient that way, so if it works once, then then he could try again and again, and and pretty soon Mm -hmm. that's that's what he, that's his approach. And he'll tell other people, well, Took me a while, but I finally learned. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm a master at listening to my woman. You know, they want to be the master at everything, right? <laughs> they do. They really yeah. do. There's, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned making us happy. You know, in, in a hierarchy of success, you know, happy is is the you know that's the thousand points. 
but before then they're they're going to pay attention to protecting us and including protecting us from ourselves and we're often our own worst enemies and I wish we'd let men protect us from ourselves more especially when Greg says it uh when I put 10 pounds into a 1 pound bag have you ever heard that expression? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we, when a woman, when we cram so many things in, when we think we can get more done, that it only takes 10 minutes to get to the market and back. When it takes oh, half right. an hour, you know. And so we'll try to put more into a, a, a time space than we'll go, and then we're stressed. And yep. they'll tell us, no, you can't possibly get that done. And we take it like a challenge instead of <laughs> trying to protect us from f- setting ourselves up to fail. Yes, very true. And, I love, yeah, so I love the, how, how we wait to the last minute to, to pee, right? And men and women yes. need to pee, they just pee. But we, we, we live at the last minute, we got to do everything else first, and then, okay, now I'm going to pee my pants, I have to go pee. <laughs> yes, yes, or eat, or sleep. Yeah. Every, everything yeah. at the last minute. Um, one of the things we found out from leading our course to men was they also do things at the last minute. They just don't realize it because they're not aware that they need it until that need reaches a breaking point. And, mm-hmm. and it's really a breakthrough point. The need breaks through the focus that they have on a particular result. And that's why they're so cranky when they you know, are short, when they finally are like, are we going to eat? You know, and, and or they, you know, can we can we just do it? You know, and the and it it's, ends up being their enemy, right? Because the way they're being when they ask for what they need has us want to dig in and not give it to them, and mm-hmm. and then women asking at the last possible moment has a man resent his life being disrupted when couldn't you have asked ahead of time and he could plan to help you or do this at a time that worked for him and. It's one of the adjustments both men and women need to make for us to get along better with each other is is to pause and look ahead at what are we not telling our partner? What what's coming on the horizon that to us is so obvious we we think it's obvious to somebody else. Mm. And and that if we yeah. just spoke of it, then we could make a plan. Do you know and Greg and I are going through this right now cuz we're moving next month and you know, three states away, and and we, we haven't moved for twenty years, <laughs> mm. and and it's just he just kind of like wants to grab something and do something with it, and I'm all stressed about what he's grabbing and what he's doing with it, and and finally yesterday we, we like let's let's just be on the same team. Whatever we do with this move, let's just be on the same team, okay? And he's like, okay. And and so now we're all back in love again. And and we're communicating, you know, talking about stuff ahead of time. And, oh, yay. Well, that, that makes a whole different experience. When you come at something from the area of partnership versus just this is what I need and I need it now or else or I can't or I'm not going to be happy, you come at it from partnership, it makes such a huge difference because who doesn't want to make their partnership even better? So it it's, it it looks like an opportunity versus like a have to to the other person. Um, and I think that is huge when it comes to communicating and really in line with the topic for, for the show is, you know, getting what you need from your partner, from your from, from the opposite sex. Um, and I know you have a whole course. So for those of you guys who are listening, Allison has created a whole 
whole curriculum of courses and products, and they're all wonderful, and I think that everyone should take them on the planet. So I just rant and rave <laughs> about them. Um, and that's at Pax Pro. No, sorry, it's at understandmen.com, understandmen.com. So you guys can check that out. Um, and you do have a course on partnership, which I haven't done that one yet, or the, the CDs for that. I haven't listened to those, um, which I definitely want to do. Now, when you're coming from partnership, talking to your significant other, how does that actually look in reality? You know, like, yeah, it sounds really good. I want to come from partnership. But what does that look like when there's something I really need, and I need it, you know, or else, but I don't want to come across like that? You know, how do I how do I communicate that from partnership so it, it looks like that to my partner as well? Mm, such a great question. Well, it's it, funnily enough, it starts with asking when would be a good time to tell them about something you need. And that's the beginning of the, of partnering of of considering that that it's there that they have a part they have a side they have a life and and they care about what you need but every moment isn't a great time to hear about it and um and so just asking them when would be a good time to tell them is it's so much friendlier. <laughs> you start out in partnership by doing that. And then and then when you tell them what you need and and sometimes waiting for a good time is really hard. Greg Greg made me he made me it sounds like that. I needed to wait 3 weeks to talk to Greg about something that was really urgent to me. Like it really wow. it didn't have to be acted on urgently, but it was preying on my mind. But I believed him when he said I really can't talk about it right now because he will talk about stuff that I need to talk about as soon as he can. So I had to believe him when he said, I can't talk about that yet, you know. And and so so that's the, the first partner move would be to ask when would be a good time to talk about something you need. And then the, the next thing would be um, really if you want to, you know, if you want to get brilliant at it, you find out how your partner most likes to be presented with a need, what works best for them in being presented with something you need. And we have, can I just tell the different elements and then people Please. can find out from their partners how they like it? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So so the first, we call it great ask, and um, that's A-S-K. <laughs> and it's... Um, one element is just a simple statement of the need. And by simple, I really mean simple. It's one short sentence. I need more affection. I need more frequent sex. I need support in getting this thing done. I need more time alone. I need more time with you. I need help with the dishes. I need I need help with dinner. It's a very, very simple sentence. Um and then another element is to describe what that would look like because we don't use words the same way. Um, you know, when I told Greg I needed affection every night, he said, you want sex every night? You know? <laughs> so you have to tell them what it looks like. What would what would that help look like or that time look like? Because everyone's going to make it up in their head um, from what they think it means. And and then that's where a whole bunch of things fall apart. A lot of people think they're giving us what we asked for, um, and we don't see it at all because we they're not giving it 
the way that it looks like to us. So that's a really important thing is described the looks like. And that's the when and the where and the how long and, and the mood of it if you have to. Um, and then a, a third element is what would it provide? So we all, we don't just want to do stuff for each other. We want to do stuff that will make a difference for the other person. And and that's one of the most important things to let each other know. This is why it would be worth your effort. This is what you would be giving me if you if you did this. And um, and that's that's something we don't spend enough time on letting letting each other know because we think it's obvious. Men don't let women know what sex would provide because to men it's obvious what sex provides. And they don't know that women have no clue what men, what sex provides for them. Um, women women won't say, you know, you know, would you rub my back? Like we like we don't tell them what rubbing our back would provide for us. Mm. And once they find out, you know, I get my rub, back rubbed a couple times a day. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's a really important part. And and then another part is is realizing that um, this isn't just a task you're delegating. That you're in this, you're still in this together, and that's the question: What do you need to give me what I need? And mm-hmm. and being quiet and listening and honoring the answer instead of we di- we dismiss the answers. Like you know, what a man needs to take out the trash for you is for you to tell him when you want him to take out the trash. And most women will balk at that. They think it's obvious when the trash needs to be taken out. They don't realize nobody's taking it out for you, so he wants to know when you want to take it out. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and once you get that and you say, "Honey, can you take out the trash now?" They're like, "Okay." And they, I mean, they actually will jump up and do it or "Give me one minute," you know, and they they as soon as I'm done with this, like they really want to do it for you. So so asking them what they would need to provide what you're asking for is you got to ask, and then you got to be willing to take it seriously. And and then the fifth element of a great ask we call the release of pressure. And what that means is you got to back off. you got to get out of their face so that they can think about what you've asked for and wrap their head around it and and what they would need to do it. And and know that they're taking your need seriously, and it's and they deserve the space to think about what it would require of them. Now, we call these elements, and I don't give them in order because for each person, their favorite way of being asked might be different. So for me, for example, in my company, um, actually, anybody with my children, my husband, if they say, there's something I need from you that would, you know, or there's, and then they tell me the difference it would make. So they tell me what it provides first. Right? Or there's something I need from you in order to meet my deadline. So they're telling me what it would provide. So mm-hmm. if someone starts with the element of there's something I need that would provide this, now I listen I I listen differently. I listen for the I listen to so what is this opportunity? You know, mm-hmm. I'm already listening from if I can I will because you made me want to. And and so so I'm much more open to the need. And you know, sometimes my kids or my husband tell me they need things that, if they just came right out and said I need that, my instant reaction would be that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you crazy? Right? Like I could have that reaction, but 
But if they start with there's something I need in order to, now I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this could be. And I'm I'm just more open. And even if it occurs as ridiculous, I already know what it would provide. So I'm like, okay, but if it would provide that, and I start right. trying to figure out how I can do it. And so some people, like I work with, we, we did this thing in our company where we had everybody send in, type up and send in their favorite way to be asked. And and both of my operations people, they want me to just say, say I need. It's just that simple mm-hmm. statement. And then that's when they want me to release it. And they take over the dialogue from then. They say, hmm, what would that look like? And they ask me for all the descriptions. And what would this provide for you? Hmm. Okay, let me think about this, and I'll get back to you about what I would need in order to do that. <laughs> and and they, if I start with there's something I need that would provide, they get mad because they feel like I'm trying to convince them when they already are. If they can, they will. Don't try to convince me. You're just wasting my time. <laughs> right. So they right. just want me to give a simple I need and then let them take it from there. And and sometimes I say I need and they say, okay, here. And, you know, and if I spent all that time and it would look like and it would provide, they're just upset. You're wasting my time. I could be giving it to you instead of listening about it, you know. So, mm-hmm. so that's why if you take these five elements and you sit down with, you know, so what's your favorite way? If I was going to tell you these things, what order would you want me to tell them in? And is there any point you'd want to take over the conversation? And and once you get that, I mean, just even asking someone their favorite way to be asked, that is partnership. Caring, you know, about how they want to be asked. That's, you know, that's an expression of partnership. Now, all of this, of course, can be an expression of manipulation, and then it'll, you know, go down the toilet and not work nearly as well. (laughs) Because people can feel. People can feel where you're coming from. Something so many of us women deal with is, in a relationship, we don't want to nag our guy, but we also want to express our needs. So, I mean, this is like such a great way to, you know, prevent that from being the issue because if you provide, say what it provides for you, then it's not nagging. It's just expressing a need and, and it's setting him up to win and to make you happy ultimately. So it's an opportunity actually. Yeah. Unfortunately, women try to get what they need from men the way it's easy to get it from women, which is, which is just by all different forms of criticism. So it could be, you know, why don't you bring me flowers anymore? Or it could be, well, gee, you used to bring me flowers. You know, like, you know, that those are those are criticisms. And a man will tell you why he doesn't bring you flowers. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you always told me they were the wrong kind, you know. <laughs> I could never get the right yeah. kind, right? You know. Um, so a man will answer a why don't you question because he's taking a question literally. Uh, and he, if you say, you don't bring me flowers anymore, he doesn't hear that as a request. He hears that as a statement of fact or a complaint about him, neither which motivates him to act. Right. <laughs> Gosh, I'm, I'm giggling because I've done that in the past. So it's just funny <laughs> to see the way that things have gone, you know. Yeah, it's natural. Um, I mean, it, that's that's how it works with women, you know. We... That totally works with. I mean, it's not partnership, but it works and it gets us what we want. But, but you know, like you mentioned earlier, we think women are hairy men, and they're not. So true. 
So for those of you who just tuned in, we are talking to Allison Armstrong about getting what you want from the opposite sex. And I have a few callers here on the switchboard. I'm sorry you guys have been kind of ignoring you. I've been so into this conversation. I've been just puttering with this conversation. So no attachment to taking a caller. Um, but I will actually bring you guys on the air now so you can ask the question. So we have three callers waiting. We have the 310, then the 920, and then 303. So first caller from the 310, you are on Dr. Low Radio. What's your name and where are you calling from? Caller from the 310, are you there? Hi. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. I can hear you. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Jenna, and I'm calling from Los Angeles. Hello. And I, I, I'm so, so, this is like the most perfect, incredible opportunity to ask this question because I'm, I'm going through this exact thing right now. So it's very nice to see you. What's your question? Okay, so my question is, um, my my love language is words of affirmation, and my boyfriend's is physical touch. And when we first started dating, we had a long-distance relationship, and um, he was so amazing. Like, just he he celebrated my, my being and, and who I am and who I be and all those things on a regular basis, and he wrote me poems and... It was just amazing, and that was one of the reasons of why I really fell for him. And now we are together in a full-on amazing relationship, and we're physically together all the time. We live together. And um, and I noticed that, like, the words of affirmation and the way that he used to be is not something that's consistent and it's not constant. And and I've attempted acknowledging that, like, this is something that I need more of, and, and I'm really working on coming across as, having it be a request rather than sounding needy or insecure or making him wrong. And so I'm, I'm really wanting to figure out how I, how I can be with him so that I'm making a request when I know that my, my tank is not fulfilled. And I feel like I'm fulfilling his. So it's, it's a challenge for me in that, in that sense. So can you help me in that? <laughs> yeah, sure. And it, it may be, um, I'm sorry, I need you to say your name again because I couldn't understand when you said it the first time. My name is Jenna. I still can't understand. Can you spell it? Jenna, J-E-N-N-A. Jenna, it's Jenna. Okay, now I got it. So um, your attempts to not um, be needy or may actually be backfiring on you. You're, You're wanting it to be a request. Um, rather than a demand, maybe backfiring on you. Because as you said, this is your number one love language. And if you're not getting enough of it, the the consequences are enormous. The, the consequences are huge of you not getting enough of this. And so you trying to put it more gently is actually not alerting him to the danger <laughs> right. You know, that that this seems like a bait and switch. I wanted to live with the guy who wrote songs for me. I live with him. He's getting the physical affection he needs. Where are my songs? Where are my poems? Where's my letters? Where are my words of affirmation? Right. Right. And and it's it's gonna build. It's just gonna get worse. He's getting everything he needs and I'm not getting what I need and I'm with him because I thought I was gonna. So so you, you actually have to, um, you're going to have to increase your pressure. And I know that's a scary thing to do, 
And normally what women do is we don't increase our pressure. We just kind of gently ask, gently ask, gently ask, gently ask, gently ask, and then we break up with them. And there's no middle ground that, that has it show up in his world. This is really important. And when men get left, they're like, I had no idea. And like, but I told you so many times. And they're like, still, I, but I didn't know it was that important. And we're like, how could you not know it was that important? You'd think I'd ask 20 times for something that wasn't important. And it's just a, it's just a problem of pressure and communication. And, and you, you might consider writing it down. Because since he wrote to you, he may be more visual than auditory. You know, so it's so right. you telling him may not be communicating, and and I would encourage you to take these five elements and put it in there. And this is what I need, and this is what it would look like, and this is what it would provide. And you have to make sure that you put in there, and what it would provide is is me feeling like I was in the right relationship instead of that who I was better off when we didn't live together. <laughs> I got more of what I needed when you were cross country. You like you 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 need he you need to wake him up. So and and that's absolutely perfect. And I I did attempt to bring it to his attention. We had a really long talk about it yesterday, and and I and I said, look, like I the, the text messages that you've been sending to me were so flirty and fun, and we played back and forth with each other, and it was just, it gave me butterflies. And and his response was, you know, it it, it hurts me that you know now that like. I'm physically with you that it's like not enough for you and what would you prefer that we're not living together and we're together and that would be better for you and and so it really made me stuck because I mean of course I love that he's with me but it's it's like he doesn't I mean I get that when you're in a long distance relationship you really have to make an effort to make that work but he's it's almost like well I have you so now we're here and we're doing this and yay but it's just it's it's just inconsistent and and so it's frustrating for me. Okay, so so I want to tell you the thing you have to do to make it consistent. When when he does what you've asked, even a, a small effort in that way, he needs to get more points. Yeah, okay. Okay, so when we have a saying, men play for points. And 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 it it's a human thing. We all need appreciation and anything that's appreciated let us let's returns energy to us which lets us know it was worth doing. And he needs it to return more energy to him than he put out to do it because then it becomes a smart thing to do. So when he sends you a flirty text and you text him back, oh, you are so going to get it when you get home. (laughs) Right. Now you're giving him points in his language. Right, like so. All yeah, I have to totally. do is, all I have to do is text you, flirty, and then I get physical flirty when I get home. I see how this works now, you know. Right. right. I, I, it, you can even, even you can even do like a, a like a points, you know. <laughs> you can, you can be playful about it. You could say, you know, he writes you a little poem. Say, oh my gosh, that's worth a thousand points. Anything you want to trade them for? You know, you right. can. So he he's just you want to you want to be the playful that you're asking him to be and and he needs to realize how much this is working. Right. And and that's that's awesome. I'll totally consider that. Thank you. And and something else that was that was brought up in the conversation is I said 
you know, it's really important to me that I get compliments from you because if I get dressed up and we're going out on a date and, and he doesn't say anything about my outfit or whatever and we go somewhere and somebody else gives me a compliment, I'm like, do you not notice? Like, what the heck, you know? So, and I, and I brought that up to him and, and he kind of touched on the notion that one of the reasons why I fell in love with you is because I didn't think that you were insecure, that you needed to have compliments to feel, to feel good about yourself. So my my reaction to that was I'm just being needy and like I should already know that I am you know X Y and Z and I don't need to have validation external validation to know who I who I am and and all that so yeah it's just the compliments I get from him I mean if I if I got a thousand compliments from everybody else the same day and I got one from him like that that one compliment from him would would just be above and beyond all the other ones I got from everybody else so it's it's, it's important. Can I can I say something about that, Jenna? Sure. I, I'm imagining um, Lauren smiling right now because um, she was in the Understanding Women workshop with me in San Diego, and one of the things that we talk about is um, the wow, and that what women can't be their, their best selves until they feel safe. And one of the things that helps a woman to feel safe is the appreciation that we call wow. And in that course, I'm always translating women into man reality. And so I talk to the men about, look, your wow is worth 100 points. You use the word 1,000, right? I said, your wow is worth 100 points. When we get dressed uh, when we get dressed to go out with you, we're dressed to impress you. You may think we're dressed to impress the people at the party, but it's all about you. So if you give us your wow... We're set for the night. You will have a happy woman on your arm. If if we don't get your wow, now we got to go collect 100 points worth of wow from people whose wows are only worth one or two points. And then right. you'll be mad we spent the whole evening talking to other and being with other people besides you when all you had to do is give us the wow. And, you know, and then I, you know, walked through how do you be in partnership to get the wow you need because unfortunately, often women take so long to get dressed that by the time they're ready, he is focused on getting you out the door and where you're supposed to be. He's not focusing on noticing how beautiful you look. Where if he was, right. he would naturally say, wow. So, you know, I act out, letting him know, honey, honey, I'm ready. I'm about to come out. <laughs> mm, Are you paying attention? Yeah. I'm about to come out. So he could be like, ready to see you because if he really sees you he will say wow yeah yeah but it's um but i'm just telling you all this because you're you're not one of those needy girls um we all it's not needy it's just what we need you know you could say Mm -hmm. to him hey when we were cross country i didn't think you were one of those needy guys who had to be touched all the time and have sex right (laughs) well that's the thing is like our our relationship was built upon texting, emails, phone calls. So, like, I didn't, I, there was never any sense of, of how sexual I was or how sexual we were going to be in relationship until we finally came together and we were in each other's physical experience. But what was built, building up for me was the constant praise and the, like, you know, all this, all this good, juicy stuff, and, and it's just not consistent anymore. So, so that's, my, that's, that's my stuff right now. Yeah, well... First of all, don't invalidate that you need it. Right. You're a girl. You need that. That's our, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't invalidate a car for needing tire pressure and gasoline. Yeah. 
you know, it, it just needs what it needs. So, so I'm mm-hmm. a girl. This is when you get a girl, you got to be prepared for these maintenance programs, and <laughs> and the, uh, this is how it goes. It's like a guy. There's a maintenance program. It's mostly called sex and appreciation <laughs> and clarity, mm-hmm. and 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 we it can work both. Birth- perfectly if we honor what the other person needs and the thing you need to watch out for jenna is is he going to give you what you need or is he going to keep invalidating that you need it Mm. and if he keeps invalidating that you need it that is a huge red flag yeah and and you you want to watch out for that like okay so i keep telling you what i need and you keep telling me i shouldn't need it so should we stop now because yeah. I'm not going to do a lifetime of this. You tell me what you need, and I'm giving it to you. I don't say you shouldn't need that. So, right. so and are, then, and then also, are we going to have respect that, for each other's needs, or, or am I going to have to convince you of every single thing? Because that's not going to work. Right. And and I also noticed that you know when I'm not getting a bunch of compliments from him, I'm not feeling as sexy. I'm not feeling as attractive. My gosh, he's not noticing. Like he's not saying anything. And so I'm. I notice that I'm my sexual drive is not as strong, and so it's mm-hmm. like almost as if he's not getting a lot of sex. So he, we kind of joke with each other, like we'll be teasing each other. I'll say no sex for a week, and he goes no compliments for a week. <laughs> so like yeah. we kind of joke about that, but but I notice if we're not having as you know if we're not having frequent sex, that the compliments are definitely not there. Yeah, it, we call this down into the toilet. It's mm-hmm. it, it this can be an upward spiral where he's noticing you and then you want to have sex and then you guys have sex and he's noticing you. So it can be upward spiral that gets better and better or mm-hmm. it can be a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And and this is what I meant when I was first talking at the beginning about us paying attention to how little we can get or need from each other or give to each other or how well could I take care of my partner. How sweet right. could this be? How much could I give and how much could I receive? Which game do you guys want to play, the low-maintenance game or the high-performance game? Mm. You can't have high-performance with low-maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have high-performance. It's because you're paying attention to taking exquisite care of each other. Mm-hmm. You do low-maintenance, you're going to have a low-quality partnership. That's just how it works. It's not personal. Yeah. Wow, awesome. Thank you very much for, for answering my questions. You're welcome. Thanks for putting all that out here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jenna. Thanks for your call. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Cool. Talk to you later. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. Allison, I could talk to you for like 16 hours, but um, I'm going to try <laughs> to um, – Wrap it up. It's still putter too, right? So um, we're gonna take one more call. <laughs> yeah, we're puttering. We take one more call. I have a few Facebook questions and a few of my own, and then we will wrap it up. So the next call is from area code nine two zero. You're on Doctor Low Radio. What's your name and what's your question? Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Allison, I, I have to admit, I have a little bit of a girl crush on you. Oh, that's so sweet. What's your name? <laughs> My name is Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Um, so I have a question about my husband and I's relationship. I love him to death. We have great communication, but he works a lot. Um, he's gone from 6 in the morning till probably 
8 or 9 at night, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, he has to work too. And so you know, we have great communication, but it does make it difficult when I ask him for help with things like washing the dishes or cooking. Um, you know, how what would be a good way to ask him for help when he really doesn't have a whole lot of time to give? And the time that he does have to give, I want to spend with him. Yeah. Um, do you work as well? I work from home. Okay. Well, unfortunately, um, when you have a man who works a lot, which is really normal, <laughs> especially men in their in their thirties and forties, um, they're gonna work like crazy. You have to think of him like a budget. And what do you want what do you want to spend him on? And it, it's it's a tight budget. And um you know one of the choices that we made in our house um was to get help you know we had three kids and we were both working and we didn't want to spend our free time doing laundry and cleaning bathrooms <laughs> so we mm-hmm. got help and it it cost us a fortune i mean <laughs> like we would have so much more money if we hadn't done that but we had time and space for each other um with two busy work lives and three children we we didn't we just we didn't spend it um doing household stuff and and i'm even when i count up the tens of thousands of dollars i'm so glad we did it because of what it left us with and and you just you just may not want to ask your husband for help with the dishes. You'd rather be hanging out with him or watching a movie or making love or something, and so would he. So, But that doesn't have to mean that you're stuck with the dishes. You know, it can mean, well, maybe maybe this is something that's worth it to me. Maybe I'd rather have some help around the house instead of, you know, more clothes or shoes or something. Um, but it's 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 difficult there's i'm not there's no happily ever after i'm going to paint a picture for you it's hard choices and and then it's and then when you start to think well you know gee why do i have to do this wait a second i made this choice we made this choice together we decided he was going to work this hard you know or to look at how so how long can i take this how long can i support this you you have to you have to sit down with yourself <laughs> and look at a yeah. a bigger picture, a longer a longer picture, um, or you have to make washing dishes really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, let's take off all our clothes and wash the dishes. <laughs> all right, yeah. yeah, that sounds good. And I think you you mentioned something great too, and it was a gem that you said. Um, you know, ask how she wants to be asked, and I think that's really important too, because if you can come at it from a team approach, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like nagging. So that was great. Yeah. Yes, good for you. And I'm, I yeah, I've been there with the husband who is gone from six in the morning until eight at night, and uh, it's tough. It's it's tough, and and you have to you have to really think about how to make the most of the moments together, and 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 unfortunately, they have to recover from working that hard. 
before they have space for us, and we want them to have space for us immediately. So to give them space to recover is hard, but then when they do have the time, then it's all the more sweeter because they were fully themselves instead of the rag that was left over, you know. So when Greg was working that hard, he'd spend half of every Saturday riding a motorcycle just to put himself back together. But the guy I got Saturday evening was was worth it, you know. Um, how you do it with someone working seven days a week, if it were me, I would stop and look at why. Why why are we work why are we doing this? And and if we project ourselves into the future and look back, will we be glad we did? You know, that that's something that I'm you know, having I wish I'd done. My my children, my last child's going to college and I started traveling for my job eighteen years ago to lead workshops, right? Which I'd love to get this information out. But when I started traveling 18 years ago, I didn't know I was going to be traveling two or three times a month for 18 years. And if yeah, I had, yeah, if I had, I, would, I wouldn't have. If, if someone had, like, if I'd looked to see everything I was going to miss, the prom, <laughs> two proms, I wasn't, you know, like, like what, everything in my children's lives that I was going to miss, by my traveling and my husband's life because I was going to miss, I would have set up something different. But I didn't look far enough. I just looked at the excitement of going to these new places and making a difference in these people's lives. Yeah, that's great. That's such great information. And I'm so happy to have you on the show today because I've been to um, some of your courses and I highly recommend them for everybody. So thank Mm. you for your time today. Mm. You're welcome. Thank you so much. All right, thank thanks, Katie. Thanks for your question. All right. So, Allison, how much longer do you have? How many more? How much more time do you have with us? Um, I have a call right at the top of the hour. You do. Okay. So we yep. got to wrap it up, right? Yep. Okay. Well, okay. Um, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> That's okay. We'll do part two sometime. You know, we'll get to the schedule for maybe a few months out or something when you can make it back on again. And I wish you the very best with your move. My family lives in Colorado, so I know that you're going to just an amazing place. So um, <laughs> best of luck with that, and, and thank, thank you so much you. for your time with us. Yeah. Thank you. It was great. It was great to, to be with you and, and your callers, and thanks for what you're up to. Yeah. Absolutely. I will see you soon. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Allison. Oh, that was so wonderful. You guys, thanks for tuning in to the show. It was so great. I just really hope all of you go and um, check out these courses. It's um, amazing stuff. It's really, really great. If you're committed to having a wonderful relationship, this is what you got to do. It's it's great, great um, education. So understandmen.com, that's Allison's uh, company. It's called PAX Programs. And um, thanks for the callers from uh, Jenna and Katie. And I'm sorry for the other folks that wanted to ask questions. Um, We had really good questions, and we just ran out of time because we were puttering. But we'll have Allison back on um, to to grace us with her presence again. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, We will uh, talk to you guys next week. Next week's show on Tuesday night is going to be about Treating depression naturally. So, what's involved with depression, and what can we, what can be done from a natural perspective without the use of medications? That's what we're going to be talking about next week. And um, have a great rest of your week. Thanks, guys. Bye.
North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's getting $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's getting $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.